Hi, this is Chris Kipp, lead pastor of Renaissance Church in Richmond, Texas. Thank you for streaming or downloading this podcast today. I hope this resource blesses you. If you haven't joined us at a worship gathering or at a house church yet, we want you to come. You can find all that information and more at rin-church.org. I pray that you are encouraged today by the proclamation of God's word. Thank you again for joining us on our live stream today. Uh, we are in a series right now called Stronger. Jason kicked it off for the last two weeks talking about stronger father and stronger families. We're going to continue in that series today. And man, this season on planet Earth is crazy. Between a global pandemic, uh, racial unrest, protests that have been hijacked and turned into riots and looting, uh, Saharan dust clouds that have been uh, looming overhead to the uh, uncertainty of our financial uh, situation as our economy is kind of up and down right now. Unemployment rates. I mean, it, it's just a crazy time on planet Earth, and it feels like any one of those things just could could do us in. Like it just feels like the wheels are about to fall off. And in this season, I just sense that that we need we need as as the people of God to prophetically declare this is the summer of stronger. I want to ask you a question: If there was some way that you could grow stronger, even in the midst of this great difficulty, would you want to know what it is? I hope you're going to answer yes, because that's what we're going to talk about to continue this series. Uh, Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the world breaks everyone, and afterward, some are strong at the broken places. The world breaks everyone, and afterwards, some are strong at the broken places. And I believe that God wants to strengthen us, even in the midst of a world that's so, so broken, and as our lives may be broken right now. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. If you want to join with me, you can turn there in your scriptures uh, or on a device in which you read the Bible. And I want to let you know kind of what's happening in this passage. Okay, Jesus is concluding, he's wrapping up the sermon on the mount. Now, this was an incredibly important moment for Jesus. He has been on the Mount of Olives with his disciples. He's come down from the mountain. A crowd of people has met him. He's been healing people and casting out unclean spirits, and he's been teaching with authority, and he's really laying out uh, his teachings in the Sermon on the Mount. And then this is how he's going to end it, what, what we're going to read today. It's kind of like the mic drop moment at the end. It starts in verse 46 of Luke chapter 6. It says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. 
Verse 49, but the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed and the destruction of that house was great. This is the word of the Lord. Today, I want to talk to you about stronger foundations. That's what Jesus is talking about here. In fact, this portion of scripture in my Bible is entitled Two Foundations. And the very first thing that I think you need to see from the words of Jesus here is that you are building your life on a foundation. You are building your life on a foundation, whether you realize it or not. Jesus, he contrasts two kinds of people, two categories of people. He says, look, there's one kind of person that he calls the wise builder. And he says that that person, right, he, he hears and he acts on the words of Jesus and he builds his house on the rock, The second kind of person, he says, was a person that hears the words, doesn't act on them, and he builds his house on the ground without a foundation. Now, if you were to read Matthew's telling of the same moment here with Jesus, he uses the detail of sand, that that it would be a house built on the sand. So he's saying, look, either you're building your, your life on the foundation of rock or of sand, right? And there's no third option. You and I, we are building our life on a foundation. Even if you think, oh, I don't, I, I don't believe in this stuff. I, have, I don't want anything to do with this foundation talk. No matter what, no matter where you are, you are currently building your life on a foundation. The question then becomes, which one is it? Which one is it? And uh, years ago, I got to go with my kids to the Jane Long, Farm, Jane Long Farm here in Richmond, Texas. And they have this activity with the kids where it's like a sediment jar. Like you take uh, different kinds of soil and rock and sand and they kind of mix it all together and you throw it in a jar and you fill it with water and you shake it up for a minute. And then you just kind of set it off to the side and let it rest. And what happens is you begin to see the separation of the layering of the soil. And what always happens is the rock goes to the bottom, right? It kind of separates by the density of the matter. And so the sand sits above the rock. Now, the, the thing about sand is that sand is a surface material, right? It's easy. It's just like the ground. And Jesus is saying, look, if you build your life on the sand, it's just surfacey. It's right there. It's, it's like you didn't think about it. You just started building something up. And when you get to building things and you don't want to do all the prep work, like you want to try to get to the fun stuff as soon as you can. But Jesus says that when we build our life wisely, We're building it on rock. And there's this phrase he uses in verse 48. He says, he is like a man building a house who dug deep. Now, don't miss that phrase, dug deep, because the rock is always deeper. And when it comes to building our lives, we can't build on surfacey things. We have to dig deeper 
to the rock. In 2014, there was a Guinness World Record set for the uh, longest continuous concrete pour, and it was for the tallest building in the western uh, side of the United States. It's called the uh, Wilshire Grand Center in Los Angeles. Now, this building is 1,100 feet tall. It's beautiful, like modern architecture, just gorgeous building. But that building has a foundation 100 feet deep. Now, just imagine that. It's a foundation that's 10 stories deep down into the ground. Can you imagine the size of that hole in the earth? And when they poured this concrete, they poured 21,200 cubic yards of concrete weighing more than 82 million pounds, and it took 2,120 truckloads to get that concrete there. The rebar alone weighed more than 6.6 million pounds. Like I just can't even fathom the, the size of that foundation. But can you imagine the destruction it would cause if this tallest building in the western part of the U.S. were to fall over because it didn't have a solid foundation? Jesus says that we have to dig Deep, And I can imagine the workers as they're working on a hundred foot deep foundation, how, how many weeks and weeks it was of just digging out the dirt and hauling it off. It's the least exciting part of the process. If you've, if you've ever built a house before, the foundation is, is not really that exciting, right? All the fun stuff comes later, but the world is constantly trying to woo us into what it calls the fun things, the surfacey things of life. And it says, do it now. And Jesus says, no, no, no. I, I want you to take a different approach. I want you to dig deeper I want you to build a foundation. I want you to build it on the rock. And the fun stuff will actually come later. So you are building your life on a foundation. The question is, which one is it? And I imagine when visitors go to that uh, incredibly tall building, the, the Wilshire Grand Center, when they walk up to it and they see 1,100 feet uh, of of architectural beauty and glass and all the cool things that are on that building, none of them are ooing and aahing about the foundation, which means the most important things about you are largely unseen. There are, there, there are things that we can see about a person. In fact, everything that we can see about a person is built on something that we can't see about them. And Jesus wants us to consider our foundations. The second thing that I think we need to understand from the words of Jesus is that true strength is the ability to withstand the storms of life. Now, when you and I think about strength, we think about exerting force, right? You think of going to the weight room and lifting weights, and if you got stronger, it means you can lift more weight than you could maybe 
two weeks ago or a month ago, right? You, you got stronger. Or, or maybe if you're a runner, right, you can run that mile faster because you got stronger. Or if you're like our family, if you're the one who can open the, 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 the pickle jar in the fridge, like you are stronger, right? So we think of strength really as exerting force. But when I was uh, just, just looking at the, the definition of strength in the dictionary, here's what it says. The capacity for exertion or endurance the capacity of an object or substance to withstand great force or pressure or power to resist force, power of resisting attack. What I was struck by is that I think of strength as the ability to exert force, but that's part of the definition. But actually, the the majority of the definition of strength has to do with endurance, with standing or resisting, to resist pressure or force. And that's exactly what Jesus is teaching us here. True strength is the ability to withstand the storms of life. In verse 48, the second half, he says this, when the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. There's a, there's a word in there I don't want you to miss. It's the word when. When the flood came. You've been around long enough on planet Earth to know that storms of life come. In fact, we're in the middle of a great storm right now. Uh, maybe you're in the middle of a great storm personally right now. It's not if they come, it's when they come. And Jesus tells us, look, storms will come and you're going to need strength to withstand it. The storm that you might be in right now, it could be coronavirus. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's marital struggle. Maybe it's parenting difficulties. Maybe it's unemployment or, or racial unrest. Maybe it's feeling like your life direction has been diverted by all these kind of things that have been happening on the planet. Maybe you feel like you're just, you're just trying to keep your business open in the middle of this. Maybe it's leading yourself or leading your family or leading others through something that you've never, ever experienced before in your life, but you're just trying to figure it out as you go. Maybe you feel over your head. Maybe you just feel really, really uncertain about the future. What kind of storm are you in? Because whatever storm you're in, there is true strength that God in his goodness has provided for you. Jesus gives us strength for the storm. And this means through Christ, I can make it through anything. I want you to personalize that through Christ. I can make it through anything. True strength is the ability to withstand in the storms 
of life. The third thing we need to understand from these words of Jesus is that your strength is directly tied to your foundation. Now, you see, in our world, uh, we make it all about the house, to use Jesus' metaphor, two guys building a house, and we'd say, oh, it's all about the house, right? You know, in the world, there are strong people and there are weak people. There are smart people and there are dumb people. There are winners and there are losers. There are successful people or there are unsuccessful people, right? You, you either have it or you don't. You're, you're either confident or you're insecure. And it's all this makes it about the house as if strength is something that resides in us or that originates in us, that, that we are the source of strength. But Jesus... He, he doesn't say that at all here. In fact, he says the opposite. <laughs> he makes no mention about what type of house was being built. The whole point is about what the house was built upon. Let me tell you, if you pursue some kind of worldly success and it's not built on the rock, guess what? The house is going to fall any pursuit that you, that you go after and is not built on the rock, right? it will become sand beneath you. It will fail you. Your strength is directly tied to your foundation. The strength's not in the house. It's in what the house is built on. And here's the thing about storms. They reveal what kind of foundation we have. You get a good storm of life and it just shows like what you are actually building your life on. Whatever you build your life on will determine whether you collapse or not. Here's what this means. This means there is strength available to you that does not originate with you. Did you hear that? That's really, really good news. There is strength available to you that does not originate with you. It's not about the house. The strength is tied to the foundation. The fourth and last thing I think we have to understand from the words of Jesus is that spiritual strength is directly proportional to obedience to Jesus. I want to say that again because it's so important. Spiritual strength is directly proportional to obedience to Jesus. Now, I'm just telling you what the words of Jesus spoke to us. This is exactly what he said, right? He, he, he says the only difference between these two people is that one of them acted on the words of Jesus. He did them. He obeyed them. And the other one did not act upon them, did not obey them, did not heed the words of Jesus. And one of them made it through the storm. And the other, it says the collapse of that house was great, right? The destruction of that house was great. Now, I just want you to think about the moment that Jesus is in. He's there at the base of the Mount of Olives. He's, he's giving this sermon on the Mount. He's closing it down. And what he's doing 
is he's drawing them and us to a point of decision. He wants to know, are they going to continue on an empty religion? Or are they going to follow the, the worldly pleasures and, and seek to find their own pleasure and comfort in worldly things? Or are they going to drop everything and follow Jesus and do what he commands them to do? Verse 46, when he began, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Why would you call me Lord and not do the things that I say? You see, what Jesus reveals is that even as Christians, even as religious people or spiritual people, we can say, Lord, Lord, like we, we can talk a good game, but when it really comes down to it, we're not obeying Jesus. He is not really the Lord of our life. Why is Jesus drawing the line of obedience for them? Why is he drawing the line of obedience for us today? It's because Jesus knows that what we do is what we believe. Let me explain myself. If we really believe something, we will act upon it. If you really believe something, you will act upon that thing. I'm gonna give an example that I think is really, really helpful for us Americans, okay? If we really believe that everything that we have is a gift from God, that the reason that we have jobs is because God gave them to us. The reason that we have any kind of income is because God gave it to us. The, the reason that we have shelter is because God allowed us to have that shelter. Like we believe that literally everything comes to us from God. That's what Jesus tells us. This is what the scriptures teach us. And if we believe that what Jesus said is true, that there is treasure that we build up in heaven by what we do with our resources on earth, right? If we're storing up treasure in heaven, if we really, really believe that, but we don't give towards God's kingdom, to, 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 towards God's church or towards uh, missionaries that are going, you know, being sent out to the kingdom things of God. If we don't give those things, what I would want to say is, do we really believe it? Now, we could take that same example. We could talk about sexuality. We, we could talk about uh, how we uh, use our words to gossip or not. We could talk about every issue under the sun, and it always comes down to this. What I do is what I actually believe. Now, that's a really convicting thought because if I'm honest, there are places in my life where I see that what I say and how I'm actually living my day-to-day -day life are not always lined up. They're, they're not always in sync. Maybe that's the same for you today. And when it comes to growing stronger, right? When it comes to the storm of life that feels like the wheels could fall off, like 
everything could fall apart. We could be totally ruined and we need strength right now. But here's the thing, that strength is directly proportional to our obedience to Jesus. So, as I close, I, uh, I was thinking this week, I had a college roommate, and he was a soccer player, and so he had really muscular legs, like just playing soccer for years and years and years, and I, I don't want to be mean, but like he was kind of thick down there. Does that make sense? Like he, he just had big, like strong legs, but me, like I've got chicken legs, it's terrible, right? But I had a stronger upper body, like all my muscle mass was on the top side of my body and all the muscle mass was on the bottom side of his body. And you know, guys, the one way that we show affection, I don't know why we do this, is that we push each other over. And so I remember, uh, you know, with him just, you know, walking places and just, you know, joking around and pushing him and dude did not move. Like, bro was just, he, he was planted, and it, it was because he had such a strength in his stance. Now, me, on the other hand, being top-heavy, you push me, and I'm like, whoa, I'm falling over because my stance wasn't strong. And I was thinking about that in regards to our foundation, how rooted are you in Jesus? How rooted are you in your face? What's your stance like? Because right now, everything's being shaken in our world. If we've built our lives on the surfacey things of our health, our wealth, our bank accounts, our national strength, our government, our political party, our comforts, our human strength or wisdom, if we've built our lives on the hope of technology or science or medicine or pursuing sexuality on our own terms, if we've built our life on on anything less than Jesus Christ, then it is sand. And the destruction of our house will be great. But God loves us and God loves you. He doesn't want that for you. He is calling you, inviting you today to dig a deeper foundation. I have good news. According to the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is a rock for you. A rock that you can stand on. His name is Jesus. And he died on a cross to pay for all of the sins and things that we have done, the things that separated us from him. And he's washed us clean. And he rose to new life so that by faith in him, you and I could become a new creation in him, that we could become people of strength who stand on the rock. And if your life is in ruins right now, this is a great time to get a new foundation.
If you call Jesus Lord, Lord, are you doing what he commands? Friends, may we be people who are filled with true spiritual strength. We are building our lives on a foundation, whether we realize it or not. That true strength that we desire is the ability to withstand the storms of life. Your strength is directly tied to your foundation, and spiritual strength is directly proportional to obedience to Jesus. May you be filled with spiritual strength as you obey Jesus, and may we emerge from this season stronger. Let's pray together. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Renaissance Church Sermon Podcast. To contact us or find out more information, visit rin-church.org.